0: Section 40, Volume 3, Chapter 5 of Mrs. Armitage, or Female Domination, by Mrs. Gore. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter 5 Yet natural are selfish predilections, like snakes they writhe about the heart's affections, and sometimes too infuse a poisonous spirit, producing as by naturalists i am told torpid insensibility stone-cold to every human brother's merit dr woolcott it had been arranged between marian and her family that although mrs robsey was to proceed to scarborough on the day following the races arthur and herself should consult the convenience of mrs Armitage by remaining at holywell till the breaking up of the party assembled under her roof she of course on learning their determination insisted on being no obstacle to their movements no deference no consideration was due to her and was peremptory in offering herself up a victim but arthur finding no other plea avail begged permission to testify his respect towards his father's relative lord Armitage, by postponing the scarborough journey till after his departure now this was adding fuel to the flames of her displeasure for she had ever made it a matter of petty pride to estrange the children of her husband from his nobler connections and had the vexation to perceive the good understanding between arthur and even marian and the Armitages hourly increase till she heartily wished the period of their visit at an end and herself at liberty to devise new schemes for change of scene for her daily drooping daughter it was on the day following the concluding one of the races when marian happened to be absent from the drawing-room on a visit to sophia who found herself too much indisposed to join the party that in the course of a discussion on the beauties present at the races and the flirtations implied or discovered one of the tall stiff londonized miss maudsleys fell into raptures of admiration concerning rosamond devonport the style of whose attractions she felt to be too different from her own to threaten danger to her conquest rosa was such a charming little creature so sweet so naive so completely a child of the cloister but what an awkward thing for the spalding family cried her elder sister who had imbibed a tinge of their brother reginald's pedantry if she should prove the cause of family dissension between the two branches and create a second creon and polynices no cause for alarm i fancy observed mrs Armitage. lord wyndham spalding may render miss devonport a screen to other views but depend upon it he is not a marrying man but how impossible to say who is and who is not a marrying man cried the giddy lady chartley that wooden signpost of a yankee whom my cousin arthur showed me on the race-course who would have ever dreamed of his making an impression on a niece of the duke of Spalding's? and i am told they are to be married next week no wonder poor miss marscourt was ashamed of such a bridegroom cried one of the younger maudsleys lady amabel spaulding informed me at the ball with a significant smile that her poor dear little timid cousin pen could not be prevailed on to come to the st ledger for fear of drawing the attention of the county and then it was so amusing to hear every one congratulating poor mrs wemmersley on her uncle's marriage i do not imagine observed mrs armytage that the match can be more disagreeable to the wemmersley family who are so ambitious of high connections than an alliance between lord downham and miss devonport would be to the Spaldings themselves why who is miss devonport inquired mrs devereux who was little enough to feel the greater for figuring among the collateral branches of an irish peerage any relation to sir clement devonport who used to sit for bridge north inquired sir john the daughter of some obscure planter i fancy replied mrs Armitage, deriving her position in society solely from the protection of my friend mrs ay by the by and my friend mrs di Marinum, interrupted lord Armitage. pray what has become of her i did not observe her at the races doncaster without mrs dymarinham's gay crop and curricle loses half its attractions you have not yet seen the grange he continued addressing mrs devereux who was visiting holywell for the first time the grange is in my opinion one of the great lions of the neighbourhood one of the wonders of yorkshire there is not space for such places in any lesser county in surrey or hertfordshire the whole family would have been bought out by some smart banker's lady and the old mansion thrown down to make way for a villa with a rustic portico you must ask mrs Armitage to drive you over to see the grange most willingly to-morrow or any other day this morning i fear the horses will scarcely be at our disposal observed the lady of the house but it appeared that on the morrow general and mrs devereux impatient to return to their children were to proceed back to leicestershire how very provoking the grange commended so highly by lord Armitage, became an immediate object of interest i believe we are to have a riding-party this morning observed one of the maudsleys you ride mrs devereux i have often seen the place and will willingly give up my horse and as mrs arthur Armitage is to accompany you she can introduce you to the Maranhams i am afraid not said mrs armytage dryly i fancy the gates will be closed against any persons presenting themselves under the auspices of mrs arthur Armitage." aha cried lord Armitage, becoming interested in the subject are the old ladies jealous of her youth and beauty i thought miss anna Rilla, who i saw acting chaperon at the ball answered me somewhat tartly when i expressed my very great admiration of my friend arthur's choice how shockingly ungracious cried mrs devereux i should have thought mrs arthur a person too mild to give offence to anyone nevertheless resumed mrs armytage my old friends the mrs Maranham, have expressed their determination never to set foot at holywell so long as my daughter-in-law remains my inmate and formally requested to be dispensed from her future visits to the grange war to the knife then cried lord Armitage, why the old women must be demented if mrs devereux will accept my unworthy escort we will ride over to the grange and bring them to reason or demand satisfaction my dear mrs arthur cried he addressing marian who just then entered the room with a countenance depressed by her daily increasing uneasiness on sophia's account what is the meaning of all this what crime of pruderie or other outrage against the rigid code of spinster morality have you committed to merit sentence of exclusion from the gates of the grange am i excluded from the gates of the grange inquired marian relapsing into one of her sweet smiles. I was not aware of it, but I fear I deserve my sentence. Indeed, you excite my wonder and curiosity. While on a visit at Spalding Court, I was foolish enough to accompany Lady Emily MacLaren to the Grange, and, out of deference to the political prejudices of the family, presented her under a feigned name. By some means or other, Mrs. Dye discovered the imposture. The cloven foot of Toryism peeped out, I suppose. I dare say Lady Emily began canvassing Mrs. Dye for Lord Lester Spalding's next election. No, indeed, she never ventured to open her lips. Lady Emily MacLaren struck dumb. Why, this is a more exquisite song than the other. I have reason to believe that Mrs. Maranham's displeasure is of a nature far more deeply rooted said mrs armytage mysteriously but with your lordship's permission we will not now discuss the subject can any one inform me what has become of my son has any one seen my son and on learning from marian that arthur had walked with general devereux into the village in order to show him the school-houses the plan and system of which the general was desirous of obtaining with a view to improving those on his own estate, the brow of mrs armytage became heavily overclouded. This was a decided breach of privilege on the part of her son. There was nothing she more dearly loved than doing the honours of every establishment connected with Holywell. The plans, excellent in themselves, were her own, and no one but herself, she conceived, could do justice to their particularities. Had my son condescended to apprise me of General Devereaux's desire, said she, I should have felt much honoured by the task of explaining to him the principles of my school. I believe they are gone to visit Dr. Grant, said Marion, in an apologising tone. General Devereaux had some private business to talk over with Dr. Grant. I should not be surprised if it were about the swimmingly living, cried Mrs. Devereaux, rousing herself from her lounging position the general had a letter yesterday from his steward informing him of a most shocking accident in our establishment lord Armitage and the rest were of opinion that whatever might be the nature of the catastrophe it had not very seriously influenced the spirits of either the general or his wife but the lady did not leave them in suspense the rector of swimmingly has been unluckily killed by the accidental discharge of his gun when out shooting and devereux who purchased the advowson with the estate is determined he will have no more sporting parsons so near us he proposes indeed to give his preferment to the most deserving person he can find i wanted him to present my cousin hamilton lindsay lord lindsay's younger son but he was ill-natured enough to say that hamilton was an empty coxcomb and would not hear of him the living amounts to nearly a thousand a year that would be a great thing for our friend grant said lord Armitage, addressing his elder kinswoman i heartily trust the general may be induced to offer it to him he could nowhere find a more upright a more conscientious parish priest mrs Armitage, accustomed to regard dr grant as a domestic appanage of holywell Her ox her ass her goods her chattels as much a portion of her property as holywell church which she considered less the house of god than the chapelry of holywell park almost trembled with excitement at the prospect of having him subtracted from her service by the officious interposition of others and the danger appeared imminent what a windfall for the poor doctor cried sir john maudsley who had been poring over the county paper. But what a loss for us, ejaculated Marion, and Mrs. Armitage had scarcely patience with the collective pronoun purporting to associate the niece of Mrs. Robsey with the Holywell family on such an occasion. I can scarcely imagine, said she with great hauteur, that my son would take any step in an affair of so much importance to myself without first consulting my intentions you must forgive him my dear madam you really must forgive him cried lord Armitage. if we find that zeal for the advancement of so excellent a man as dr grant has caused my friend arthur to act with precipitation but at that moment mrs armytage was deaf to the voice of the charmer she was engrossed by silent regrets secret repentance That her love of prerogative had so long prevented her pledging herself to dr grant for the gift of the living of thoroton whenever it might fall vacant aware as she was of the expectations he must have been necessarily tempted to form not a word had she ever uttered in explanation of her intentions and now she was probably about to lose him in just retribution of her fault she was not however the woman to resign herself to defeat prompt in determination prompt in action she passed immediately to the library and within a few minutes of dr Devereux's communication one of the holywell's servants was bearing hastily across the park to the vicarage the following communication from his lady having accidentally learned my dear sir the stirring temptations held out to you to desert a neighbourhood where i have long indulged hopes of seeing you fixed for life i take the opportunity of offering as an alternative the reversion of my living of thoroton and till it fall vacant a compensatory salary of one thousand per annum with these inducements pray place in the scale the perfect esteem respect and gratitude of your obliged friend and neighbour caroline maudsley Armitage. but on returning to the drawing-room after the despatch of this important missive the patroness was disagreeably startled by the sight of two unwelcome objects her little granddaughter whose presence had been earnestly begged by the ladies of the party in order to while away a heavy mourning and mr leonidas lomax come to pay a formal visit of leave-taking to the holywell family previously to the solemnization of his illustrious nuptials she was provoked to hear the admiration bestowed on the animation of little harriet crowing and laughing in the arms of the good-natured lord Armitage, but was fortunately spared the tirade with which leonidas had been privately edifying sir john maudsley during her absence i own it afflicts me said leo low having since his august connection with the peerage renounced the defence of the federal principle for that of the feudal to see an ancient lion like this of holywell centre in at length in yonder little feeble girl the salic law is still in operation among the fiefs of the empire interam salicum mulieres ne succedant and it were much to be desired that though as the immortal bard of avon sings the land salic lies in germany between the floods of sala and of elbe its custom of inheritance should prevail throughout the world what error alas what crimes have arisen under the ascendancy of female domination semiramis of old the murderer of her husband christina of sweden the murderer of her secretary elizabeth of england the murderer of her lovers elizabeth of russia and anne of england martyrs of intemperance catherine the second that prominent blot on modern history are fearful examples of the mischiefs arising from feminine supremacy it is contrary to scripture sir it is contrary to reason to attribute to the weaker vessel he paused and stood his oratorical right arm extended like the image of a man carved in hickory not venturing to proceed for mrs Armitage just then re-entered the room and a single glance of her penetrating eyes suspended the current of leonidas's yankee eloquence end of volume three chapter five